Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Glow. This is Christy Dole. I am your host, your friend, your coach, and I'm so excited today um, to have one of my nearest and dearest friends, a super talented body worker, coach, um, millennial. Are you a millennial? Or I'm actually technically Gen Z. So. Oh, good God. Okay. <laughs> well, either way, um, I, I forget after after mine what, what comes. Um, but please welcome to the podcast, Ashley Wayne. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Christy, for having me here and letting me be in this amazing space. I just mm. love you so much and yeah. I'm really just so honored. Yeah, you're welcome. So let me tell everybody who you are and kind of how this came to be. So Ashley, did I say what, like, I'm like, what is your last name? Ashley White. Yeah. White. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Ashley is, how old are you? I'm 24 years old. She's 24. And when will you be 25? Uh, this October, October 14th. Mm. The little you Libra know, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that you have the same birthday as my mom? Did we, did I ever tell you that? No, that's what? weird. Yeah, huh. <laughs> that's weird. Anyway, um, so Ashley so and I met in a container, a coaching container, um, where another we were, you know, we were the clients, we were the participants, and we had been in a few of them together. And I just want to share why I love Ashley and why she's here on the podcast today. She is a 24 year old woman who is doing the work, like the kind of work that I've been doing probably the last six or seven years of my life. Like Ashley is really in there in the trenches. She's one of the most authentic, raw, honest people that I know. Um, and it's just, for me, it's like somebody who's like almost 20 years younger than me. I love that. Like, I literally love that. I love that. I get to know your perspective. I love that. I get to know that there's other 20 year old women that are out there like doing this type of work. I really just love that. And so Ashley and I are both projectors in human design. And if you want to know about human design, what, listen to the, the podcast about it. But as a projector, our strategy in life is to wait for the invitation. And when you have two projectors, you can actually invite each other, you know? And so Ashley um, has been a very instrumental part of my life over the last two months and this big unfolding that has been happening in my life. And, um, she invited me to do a podcast together and I'm like, hell yes. So we're going to kind of have like a two-part podcast here where I'm going to ask Ashley questions, interview her from that 24 year old perspective on all the things. And then we're going to shift the tables and she's going to, you know, ask me questions from, that 24 year old perspective, wanting to know from somebody, I guess, who's walked, walked the path 20 more years than she has. Okay. So with all that being said, Ashley, tell us just a little bit about yourself. What's alive for you. What's important to you. Just a little bit about you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Wow. I feel like just a queen being introduced and welcomed <laughs> into this. Um, you are a queen. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. so, so cool to have just those reflections and hearing someone that I love so dearly and really look up to and respect and am inspired by to hear those things just like <laughs> lights my heart on fire. So thank you mm. so much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. So a little bit about me. I am from the great night white North of Canada. And as Christy said, I am so passionate about 
healing, body work, really this, how, how can you become the most authentic version of yourself? And really this, this coming home um, mm-hmm. that I've walked through and am walking through in mm-hmm. my own um, journey of, you know, this thing we call life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, how I really got to be here, just a little summary for my context is I always knew I was so passionate about helping others from a young age. And I knew that I was here for something and really naturally gravitated towards health and science and fitness and all this kind of like wellness stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And because when I was younger, I was so like analytical. I'm very much like a brainy type of person. Like Mm. I love problem solving and asking those questions and really like the investigation part of it. So I would just devour content when I came into the self-development world. Do you have a, do you have a one in your human design? No, Are I'm you... a two, four. Oh, you're a two, four. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I know. So, which is like, just so cool now knowing that. Cause I'm like, yes, I'm all about my community, my people when I'm not in like my herd pattern, but we can exactly. talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm a two, four, two. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So cool. What's your authority in human design? Emotional authority. Emotional. Okay. I'll yeah. have to look at your um, human design later. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Continue with your story. No, it's so good. And um, yeah, so that was really where it kicked off when I was like learning about, okay, how does actually things happen in the body um, after high school when I had my, <laughs> my big I think what I call quarter life crisis moment was mm-hmm. when <laughs> is it I, even a quarter at, in high school? It's like, I, the, I hope the first 10th, <laughs> the first 10th of your life. Yeah, crisis. I'm not really giving myself a good life expectancy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> <In a quarter. laughs> You're gonna make it to 40. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm burning bright and short baby. Let's go. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, we're, we're here forever. Um, But yeah, like in high school, I was very much someone that just kind of like went with the crowd and really just wanted to fit in and feel like I belonged. Mm. So I would just be like, oh, people say that I'm good at this. I'm (laughs) smart. I like numbers. I like math. Like, let's let's go to engineering. My my friends are going to study engineering. So I applied to um, a university to study that. And (laughs) it's so funny. I was like, okay, I can do this this is fine. This maybe doesn't like really get me excited, but like, it's something, I don't know what I would be doing otherwise. Yeah. And, um, it was really when I was paying my actual deposit, I had registered for my courses and I remember hitting that button and there was just this thing in me that was like, I don't actually fucking want this. Like, and I had a full on breakdown and like, bless my mom. (laughs) She was able to like, hold some space for me while, mm. while I was just like in it. And I feel like this wall finally came down of, I can't fucking fake who I am anymore. Mm. And that I, this actually doesn't, I don't want this. Yeah. Um, and Good that, really, you. thank you. And yeah. <laughs> that was, you didn't moment. start college. No, I didn't. So wow. I had a, uh, yeah, I, that was the time where I, was I worked in a, a screen printing place. I was printing patterns on a t-shirt and mm-hmm. honestly in a, in a really dark place of my life, this, this unfolded like my first kind of like, who, who am I? Yeah. And um, I had like pretty bad anxiety and would have panic attacks regularly. And it was just this feeling of 
like almost this overwhelm of like, okay, I'm not, I, I, I've said no to what the path that was laid out for me. Mm-hmm. Like now it's all on me and I need to figure this out. And I didn't like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was. And it just like really spiraled me into this, <laughs> my first, I would say dark night of the soul. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, it's just been such a beautiful path to go through these cycles. Um, since that point, that was really the initiation. Hmm. And then I, um, eventually, you know, I, I joke that it was a cosmic joke (laughs) how, um, for that year that I was, um, just kind of working and figuring myself out, I think it was more like six to eight months, but, um, there's this one town, one road in my town, that's like the main one. And every time that we were on the road, we would see an ambulance pass us. Mm -hmm. And so I would kind of joke, or my mom would joke, or my friends would joke. They're like, Oh, maybe that's a sign you're supposed to be a paramedic. And I was like, Mm. I would never do that. Are you kidding me? And then something like sparked in me. It was after I had, I feel like I'm going a little all over the place, but like, it's, it's all good. Um, when I was in school, I knew like I was just so adventurous and I wanted to explore those things. And in high school, my town had this like youth firefighting training program. So I did that. I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I love being able to like use my skills and help people and be in these different situations and these dynamic environments. Cause the thought of sitting at a freaking desk for 25 years, I was like, I'm going to stab myself through an eye. Right. If I right. do that, <laughs> so I was like, well, let me, Same. let me maybe pursue this path a little bit. So I went to the fire hall where I had a good you know, relationship with the chief. And I was like, Hey, like, how, how do I kind of get in this? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, uh, you're 17 and, uh, <laughs> you know, getting, getting that life experience and just experiencing things. And if you have any medical background, that's also a really mm. big help because they do medical assists on yeah. quite a few things. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me, let me try out this whole thing. And I did a three week course to become an emergency medical responder. And I was like, oh, this is my little gateway drug into the the healthcare field. I was like, wow, this cool. is really cool. I love being able to combine my knowledge of and passion for health science and biology and helping people and still doing that. And I was like, Hey, and then if it takes me to the fire department, great. So after that point, I trained to become a paramedic where I worked, um, all over kind of BC where I'm from, um, as an industrial paramedic for private services in the public, um, provincial service for just over three years. Mm -hmm. And then that's really where I came to this point of, you know what, this actually isn't serving me. And I know that Mm. I can do so much more to help people than Mm -hmm. the acute care. Yeah. Um, Because I would see people that like, we would see the same patients sometimes multiple times a day because of their own mental, physical, like (laughs) spiritual, (laughs) no problems. Yeah, And these challenges that like, they weren't able to break these cycles and it kept them so stuck. And I was like, I'm not helping these people in the Mm. way that they really need it. It was like the bandaid. Exactly. Like I was like, I feel like I'm putting band-aids on bullet wounds, you know, and, and I'm not, when I know that there's another pathway out there, like, why am I sacrificing my health, burning myself out, compromising my mental health, you know, for something that like, isn't what I know I can really do. So Mm -hmm. 
that's really brought me now to being so where I am <laughs> of, yeah. you know, I, um, yeah, have my company and I do healing and coaching and just, it's evolved so much. Um, and it's still continuing to evolve of where sure. I really get to support and serve people, but it's just such a gift, honestly. Mm. Um, and it's really been because I've seen the benefit of doing this work in my own life that mm-hmm. I know, um, that I get to bring this to others. And yeah, so that. that's a very long, short introduction of myself. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I learned things that I didn't know about you. Um, gosh, there's so much I want to dig into. So what's interesting is I think a lot of us are told like, okay, yeah, this is what you do. You go to school and you do this, you do that. And some people it's like, oh, you're going to go to trade school and, you know, get a job right out of high school. And some people it's like, go to college or you're going to work the family business. And Mm -hmm. what I think is really so fascinating about you is that, I mean, I was on that path too. And it took me until I was 29 to be like, wait a minute. And I just think it's so commendable and so awesome that at 17, you just, so was it, was it, I guess what, what, cause I want my listeners to kind of like understand these like really big moments in your life and, and, and like leaning into them and versus leaning out. And so when you were like literally signing up, was it your mind that started freaking out or was it your body that was like having an actual like response that you were like, what, like that you couldn't ignore? What was that? Mm, That's a really great question. And just like tapping in and and speaking about the experience, like Mm -hmm. it really is like how I explain it because the mind can be so chatty and loud, but like when your body speaks, like, it's just like, it's one message. It's yeah. It's one message. And it was just like, this isn't for you. And so it was a body reaction. Yeah. And what that felt like was just like, as soon as I hit that click button, like just my stomach dropped and I had that first like fear response of, Oh my God, what did I just do? But underneath that was like this truth, just like, yeah, this truth. And it was almost like I could literally feel my body, like wanting to pull away from this. Cause it was, mm. it was like, it just didn't feel right. And it's like that gut knowing you can't always really describe what it feels like, but it's just that it's like that warmth. And when you, when you hear, feel, sense Mm -hmm. that message, there's no, well, I don't want to say there's no question about it because then you go into the, oh, well, do I really want this? I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. Then the mind kicks on. Yeah. But when it's that steady message that your mind can be out here and doing all its things and looping and think about, well, what am I going to be doing? How am I going to make this work? What are other people going to think? Like, Mm -hmm. it's still like, whenever you can like breathe for a second, it's like, yeah, no, I know that this isn't for me. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be doing instead, but this, this is so strong for Mm -hmm. a reason. And I feel like I can trust this. What about you was able to trust that? Because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. in their twenties, thirties, forties, they, they don't, they don't even listen. 
they mm. like, you know, I, I, I know people that like literally verbatim say like, oh yeah, I just shove those feelings down and don't deal with it. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how, do, how, and why do you do that? But what about you gave you like the confidence, I guess, to just trust that. You're such a projector. You ask such, such great questions. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I would say like the first thing that came to mind, honestly, was because I did push those things down for a long time. Mm. And I, growing up with someone who was very intuitively connected and a very like kind of sensitive person. Who? And me. Oh, oh, you said (laughs) growing up. I I thought you said growing up with someone. You're saying you were that person. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I grew up with myself. (laughs) Okay, got it, got it, got it. (laughs) That's true. And uh, I mean, it is true. Um, Yeah, like growing up, I knew these things about myself where Mm. I'm a very sensitive person. Mm -hmm. And the family dynamics that I grew up in were very chaotic and destructive Mm -hmm. and didn't really have a safe place for me to, Mm. um, be that version of myself and Mm. really have my emotional experiences. So I would literally try and avoid in whatever way I could with, you know, food, binge eating of trying to suppress these things, Yeah, which I think really led me to being able to like trust because I, through those experiences, kind of got familiar with what happens when I didn't trust mm. it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, I just want to reiterate what you said, because I think there's a lot of people that haven't trusted themselves in the past and they yeah. probably have a lot of shame and regret around that. But what I just heard you say is that each of those times actually kind of like taught you like, oh shit, this is what happens when I don't trust myself. So that on this super monumental moment, you trusted yourself. So that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it, it it was really, really cool. And um, it, it's also kind of like the inverse of it too. Like I know that there have been times where when I do follow that like thing, like beautiful things happen or being able to, you know, put myself out there to pursue the fire department thing and be accepted. And like, I was like, okay, I know like this is, there's, there's, there's a reason why I want these things, not necessarily if I know them in the moment. So when that voice said, Hey, this isn't for you. I had that familiarity of Mm. when I did repress it to be like, I know that if I push this down, Mm. I'm going to really regret choosing not to trust myself. And I know that there is something guiding me. I don't know what, right. And I didn't really have that connection that I do now with the universe and my support system, but I was like, there's something more, Mm -hmm. there has to be something more. And that message was really repeated. I've had a few moments, like my teenage, my late teenage years were really, really crucial for me because I was also, um, kind of like within the same year I was, um, suicidal and, Mm. I would self-harm and ideologize. That's Mm -hmm. not the word. You know what the word is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) About like just having this all stop 
And I can relate just so you know. Yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. Especially when we have been dealing with so much our whole lives and it feels like life is just on 100 constantly. Like it's natural for your brain to get to that point of this is the only other option. And that same voice came in and was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. There's more for you to live for. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. I think that a lot of people probably don't talk about it, but can relate. Um, I've never actually harmed myself, but I've absolutely had moments of why am I here? Why did my, like, like I talked to my soul and I'm like, really like 2022, like real, like, fuck, I don't know. Like, but then I'm like, well, if I had lived in 1952, it would have sucked. And if I lived in 1022, it would have sucked. (laughs) You know what I mean? Flavor of suck. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it's, but I absolutely have had moments of like, if somebody just like sideswiped me, maybe it would just be easier. And I don't think I've ever really said that here on the podcast or, or my husband knows and he, which is, can I just talk to this, which is so interesting because my, my husband is somebody who's like his sister passed away when he was like very young, not very young, like 16, his parents divorced, his mom's in a nursing home. Like he's had some shit compared to me, like on paper, he's had a lot more shit. And I will like ask him, I'm like, don't you ever like just think this? And he's like, no. And I'm like, that's fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. and I just think some people, and I, I don't think like we're weak and he's strong or anything, but I don't know. I just think maybe we're just more creative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've come up with some pretty creative things in my head. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. Sure. And I also think it's, yeah, like what. It's how do I want to say it? I I feel like when you get to that point too, it's because you don't believe that there is another option. Yeah. Um, and like I'm obviously this is very like um just anecdotal, but I think for young women especially it can be this, this sense of hopelessness can be more because you have been oppressed and Mm -hmm. taught what you can and can't do and had those limitations put in front of you. Um, and just the weight of expectations. Um, so it, it is just so interesting how we all internalize and can have these Mm. subjectively and objectively worse and better things, but it's all about what you make it mean. Yeah. And, um, and it's true. They say God only gives you what you can handle. Mm. And I really believe that to be true. Um, so as a 20, okay, I have questions for the 24 year old mind. Okay. So number one is our, the majority of 20 somethings in that, you know, of, I know you don't know every single 20 something in America, in North America, (laughs) (laughs) but the the 20 somethings that you know of, and that, you know, are they Mm -hmm. also on this? Like a question that my husband and I were talking, cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to interview Ashley. And I'm so excited. And I was like, so fascinated by you and like the work and in my head, more 
24 year olds are not doing the inner work. And my mm-hmm. husband was like, no, he's like, I'm pretty sure like 20 somethings are way more into what you guys are into than not. What do you think? I would absolutely um, agree that women my age and in this generation yeah. are waking up to doing the work and are willing and ready to put in the work because like, it's so interesting. I think that like my generation of 24 year olds are like, so, so different than your generation that went through at 24 because like, I mean, <laughs> I, I heard this the other day, but like literally time is scientifically like speeding up more. So I feel like the 24 today isn't actually like, I joke, like I, I say I'm an old soul, but like literally I feel like a lot of the 24 year olds with just the exponential increase of information and experiences and um exposure that we have had and continue to have that we are not like true 24 year olds if that makes sense (laughs) that makes so much sense because okay this is something I want to share with you is in in a really good way I look at you and I'm always like in in a good way not in like a bad way I look at you and I'm like man I wish I had done what she was doing like I wish I so if I knew what you knew, if I was in the world that you were in the world, when I was 24, I would be in such a different place right now. But when I was 24, I was working corporate America, drinking, have, you know, do, doing like just partying, just like doing all the shit that you're, we were told is like what you do when you're 24. And I was into manifestation. I was into mindset, but never would really allow myself to let go there because that's not what we did. And so I'm, I love to hear that the 24 year olds of today are, are speeding up and like the exposure. And that's, that's the main thing I wanted to say is I basically would like beat myself up. Like, God, why did I wait so long to follow my heart? And it's like, you know what, Christy, the freaking, you know, iPhones didn't come out till 2007 for Pete's sake. <laughs> like I was already, you know, out of college and, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. like the early two thousands, they were a wild time, right? So different than now and the whole culture that exists. Um, and Much I think that simpler that's just time. Been... <laughs> 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 if you can call it that. Maybe. Yeah. The early two thousands. I mean, before iPhones, it was, it felt a little bit less informationy, less, yeah. less overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think like, especially the, the women in my generation, like where are challenges and, or I don't want to maybe say challenge, but where are real growth and opportunity mm-hmm. edge grows and where the work really is, mm-hmm. is in filtering that information because we can literally have access to so much and it can breed so much thought and these mm-hmm. ideas and who we think we need to be and like what we should be doing. And we go, oh, well, Tiffany's doing this and her mom thinks this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like we have yeah. all of this that we're trying to navigate and say, what's the safest plate like route for me to take? What's the one mm-hmm. that's going to work out for me? Mm-hmm. But none of those outside factors know your full story. So it's never going to be correct for you. Yeah. That's so good. You're so and wise. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. This is such a good conversation. I'm, I am literally learning this real time. I unfollowed over a thousand people in January. 
Cause yeah. it was, wow. I follow like 80 people now and I'm really trying to make it like more about gardening and Chris, like, I don't want anybody's three-step system about how to create their dream. Like I don't want any of that infiltrating my brain. Cause I just mm. want to be able to like, listen to myself. And it's taken me, you know, like five or six years of being in this world of consuming and to, to, to figure out like, Oh shit, actually my answers are within me. Which is a part of like my message with my coaching is like, I'm not here to teach you anything. I'm here to help you remember. Yeah. I'm just kind of here to like nudge you back, you know, cause I don't. Mm. And again, we talked about this with the financial shame, but like, I don't ever want people to think that I'm going to fix them and that they can't do it without me. You know, I want people to know, like my life is, is going to be good. My life is supported and man, I would love to have Christy by my side, man. I would love to learn some of the things that she knows, you know, but like, mm -hmm. I'm good on my own too. And that's where, that's the place I want to invest from moving forward too. But again, here I am at 41 realizing this and here you are at 24 realizing this. And there's a part of me that like beats up on myself for it, mm. you know? All right. So back to the 20 somethings. Um, what is, I guess, not so much like specific to your life, but like your life, but like the bigger macro life, what is yeah. like your biggest, I guess, concern? I don't want to use that word. What's your biggest, um, what's like the thing that you, I guess, think about the most when it comes to growing up? Hmm. Great question. What's the biggest thing? I think about, I don't like to use the word worry, but maybe worry or contemplate or plan for like, yeah, I think like right now, the most relevant thing, especially in the phase of my life is, um, is homeownership and mm. that financial security and like, how am I really setting myself up for the future? And where do I want to be? Not just like in the world, but like, how like it's it's almost like this like security how can I be secure in myself how can I be secure in my home space and environment because especially for me that's something that is so important mm -hmm. um for me to really cultivate and and have that safe place mm -hmm. um because that's what really allows me to to be me in these other ways as well as yeah the 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 lifestyle and, and financial security. Those are kind of like the big, the big things like of mm. what, what is my life going to look like? Mm -hmm. And those key pillars in that. And, um, I think a lot of women my age are like, how the fuck am I supposed to own a house right now? Like in my, um, community of greater Victoria, like, the average house price right now for just a regular family is $850,000 plus. Wow. Is that U S dollars or Canadian? Canadian. Okay. So like minus 30%. <laughs> okay. our dollars. So that's like 600. I mean, that's still a lot of where the fuck do you live? Like, do you live in the Beverly Hills of Canada or something? I mean, I live in a nice area. We're on the coast, right? So uh, like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> well, that's like, honestly, where if the town that I live in, I live in New England, I live in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and we're 35 minutes from Boston. So we're not even like, 
you know, mm-hmm. in that, in the city area, the average house here is probably like five or 600,000. Yeah. So and that's like, a, that's like a fix up. So it's about the same. Yeah. It's really, really just like feeling the, the pressure mm-hmm. <laughs> of just the global economic status, the world status, feeling that responsibility of like, okay, this is really, and you've seen, I mean, like, um, not that I want to like, like bag on TikTok, but just that, that generation of almost like TikTok generation Mm -hmm. where it's been this like huge wave of like, okay, well, like, what are we going to do about it? This, I think it really, well, I'm, I was born in 1997 and from there, I mean, like I grew up and we were all like, oh, what's that documentary being like the world's going to end and like global warming and all oh my these, God. like, you know, I'll, I forget the name of it and uh, un, unfortunate truth. Un, mm. You know what I mean? Whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And so we were really brought up in this environment of basically like the world's fucked <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> wow. So this is okay. This is a really good question that you just sparked in me is what do, do what do, what does, what does, what did he do? <laughs> what does your generation think about older generations? Mm, when you say older generation, do you mean like, like your generation, like 40, like I would say, I mean, you might have different opinions about that, but I would say like, yeah, like 40 people in their forties, fifties, sixties, like like the people that essentially created the world that we live in. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause I've got opinions. (laughs) (laughs) I've got words. (laughs) I've got words about what are they called? The, um, what are they, the older people they call them? What's their generation called? The boomers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, See, there's the difference. My, my generation is like, Oh, boomers. <laughs> yeah. Like what are, what are they called? I can't Those even remember. I know elders, no, our <laughs> elders. I know that's what I said. Oh my God. Oh my God. Our elders. And you're like fucking boomers. Yeah. I guess like, what do you, what do you like? What do you, are you guys pissed? Are you like, do you look up? Do you think some of us are like, like, are, are your allies? Like, so curious. Well, I think like from my perspective now, like, okay, Ashley two years ago is like definitely a lot more pissed about just the, how I used to perceive it was the just lack of care and responsibility to others and the environment. Mm. Um, And that really angered me because it felt like and I'm not saying all, I'm saying some, and usually they're the older white men, not that they're the problem specifically. Say it loud. But... <laughs> Say it loud. I'm with you. The old white men. The old white men. Yep. <laughs> Who, yeah, we're almost of this air and the message that they put out there is, well, this isn't going to be our problem. So we're just going to exploit this. <sighs> and that really like lit a fire in me from my own inner trigger as well of like when when did I feel taken advantage of mm. and exploited and that oh inner my anger and, and angst in that and now I definitely have a lot more compassion and mm. understanding and really in the belief that I believe that everyone is doing the best that they can 
maybe not the best that they can, but the best that they believe they can with the resources they have. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can't like me going back and shaming and being like, you should have known better and you should have done better. Like that's not actually solving the problem. Sure. Um, like you can't hate people into changing. Yes, yeah. we can lovingly call people into taking responsibility. And I feel like my mother, she is 54 years old. So kind of in that bracket and mm-hmm. in like in the last two years, four years, especially I've really seen and witnessed your generation going in this big personal development undertaking and the growth that I've seen and the responsibility and that willingness. I think that was partially reflected at, or uh, like kind of almost instigated by my generation and mm-hmm. the younger generation coming in of being like, oh, well, if my parents taught me that I just need to whatever graduate high school, get a good job and buy a house picket fence. And I fucking hate my life. And my kids <laughs> worried about <laughs> like, what, what, what is she going to do that's going to bring purpose? Then maybe I can too. <laughs> you're so, you're like, wait a minute. I fucking hate my life. There's going to be something different to this. That yeah. is amazing. So, oh my gosh, I'm having so many light bulbs go off from me right now. I'm having this moment of realizing Okay. So I've, you know, I've gone through a lot over the past couple of months. And one thing that I've realized in the last three to four months is that I'm, I'm really different. I really thought that the majority of the people were in my, in my world were either like, I, for lack of a better term, like woke, mm-hmm. which I don't think, I don't think that's a bad term at all. It's like, you're either awake or asleep. I'd rather be awake than asleep that personally, but I, I really had this idea that like most people that were my age, like were waking up and like understood mm-hmm. that there's so much more than what we see. And what I've actually realized is that's, that's not the case. I'm, I guess, one of the pioneers in my generation for it. Um, but what I'm kind of realizing is like, I feel like every generation it's, it becomes more and more. And what's interesting is like, you just said, you said growing up, it was, I, it was always like, oh, the world is fucked. And I, I did not grow up like that at all. Mm. I grew up really feeling proud to be an American. I grew up really feeling like America and I was so lucky and we were helping and we were the best country in the world. And I don't, you know, that, that was smoke and mirrors for me. I know other people really still believe that. And that's wonderful for them. Um, for me that, that, that doesn't apply anymore. And what I'm realizing, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing is like, I'm really honest with my kids, Mm. really honest with my kids about stuff. And I'll always just kind of say like, listen, I'm like, you know, Sienna came, my daughter came to me and she said, mama, I learned that there's more plastic in the ocean than fish. Is that true? And I was just like, yeah, I was, I just, she said, why? And I just, you know, and it's like, and so I'm wondering, I I think I'm raising my kids to be like, everything sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't just, so is, has, how has that, has that inspired you or has that kind of made you feel defeated? Uh, great question. I honestly like a little bit of both. (laughs) Hmm, Okay. That's fair. Like, Like where, 
it sometimes feels like, is this really an insurmountable problem? Have we gone past that point of no return no or is change still possible? And if change is possible, are people going to be willing to take that leap and join? Because I can show up and I can be the activist and I can, you know, environmental concern is something that's so passionate about my, my, like, just the way of living. And it's like, okay, I can do that. But like, does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to collectively catch on? Because one person can do so much, but we can't move the whole so what's your answer? What's your answer to that? Do do I have to pick just one? <laughs> well, does it matter if you are Oh, I see. Does it matter? I I think it does matter because yeah. it it almost comes back to the theme we talked about earlier of trusting that if I want this and if I'm inspired to speak up about this and devote myself I literally have it tattooed on my foot to be the change that you wish to see in the world mm-hmm. because you don't know like if if we knew if if everyone was like oh well if you go after your dreams and you know that everything is going to work out like it, of course it's going to be fine if you know that if you stand up and make these changes that everyone's going to be so supportive of course people would but there's not that guarantee and there's mm-hmm. this element of trust mm-hmm. and leaping into the unknown of, I don't fucking know what next year holds in store for us, but I'm willing to bet that if I am following my heart Mm -hmm. and that voice inside me and the things that I love and that come from love and that I'm so passionate about, like, it might not bring the result that I want of, well, we, we saved the, all the animals and right. now we have world peace and blah, blah, blah. It might not look like that, but I know that there is something on the other side of it that is going to be unfolding. Yeah. And I think that like just the whole arc of humanity to be where we are now has been a process of unfolding. We need to know both sides for us to see the balance and the middle point mm-hmm. so that we can actually have a proper guidance system for what is in alignment with for us what is loving what is true we need to know what the opposite of that or the disassociation from that is so we can recognize it and correct ourselves Mm -hmm. i love that and i also want to reflect that if there was no such thing as social media we wouldn't look down our noses on helping one person Mm, yeah do you know And the truth is like, not to sound super corny or cliche, but like if, if more, if, you know, half the world or whoever, if anybody who just feels like they want to help and make a difference goes and does one little thing every day, that Mm -hmm. actually does make a big fucking difference. The problem is, is that we're so used to seeing, you know, Tony Robbins in a stadium of 50,000 people. And we're like, Mm -hmm. unless we have that, you know, level, it doesn't matter. It right. And so that's, something that I often tell myself is like, of course, I would love to have 300,000 people listen to my podcast, but if I have 30 or 300, that that's good. I'm, I'm in, I always say in my corner of the internet, I'm, I'm creating the change that I'm here to create. And Mm. you know, it, 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 it travels. Um, okay. So I have two final questions for you. And the first is 
What would you say to the mother of a 20 something year old right now about what they really need from their parents? Let them know that they're not broken. Mm. <laughs> and oh, that's so beautiful. Stop trying to fix them. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. they're not trying to fix them, because I know the mom's like, well, if I'm not trying to fix them, what do I do? And I'm not helping my baby girl. Yeah. You know? yeah. So if yeah. they're not fixing, what are they doing? Really, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but like just loving them and knowing that like they're and I mean I'm not a mother so I can't speak to this experience but I think that what I've seen from friends that do have kids and from my own parents and getting to speak with them well with my mom at least um is that it can be hard sometimes to really see your children not just as like a product of you or like your <laughs> legacy but like an entirely separate human oh my god this is like fucking preach this is so good this is so mm-hmm. good say that again that that your children are not just a product of you that they are their own person. divine being and their own yeah. person and they have their they're allowed oof like them having issues is not a reflection that you are not doing enough or that you feel like you need to fix them to heal that hurt inner child mm. part of you. You get to detach and let them stop trying to control them. Yeah. So good. Do you think that that's something that people in your generation go through a lot with their parents is their parents trying to control them or make them feel like what they do in this time of their life is a direct reflection of the parent. Like, yeah, I, I really do think that it can be a misconception of and trap of parents seeking their own validation from what their kids achieve. Fucking a man. That is so good. Ashley is literally giving you some medicine right now, everybody. <laughs> I call me a medicine woman for, for something, honey. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it what you're describing is is conscious parenting. It's realizing that your child is not that your um the things that you aren't happy about or wish you could have done as a kid your their job isn't to do it for you to live that out for you yeah. um and that requires a lot of growth within yourself as a parent um mm-hmm. which is really the path that I've been on as a, as a parent so wow you just fucking nailed that do you have i, I have one more question but do do you have anything yeah. else to say about i think that? like yeah a big part of that is what allows for that growth, um, to happen is like being, being able to, to forgive yourself Mm. and forgive that. Like, Hey, I, I can't, I can't fix my kid. I forgive myself for maybe buying into the misunderstanding that my kid is broken. Yeah. Yeah. That I, that I hurt my kid. I, I get to forgive myself because I know that I was doing the best that I could at that time. Yeah. 
and I get to do better now. And, yeah. You so. should be, you should be a, a parenting coach. Yeah. Even though you're not a parent. parent. (laughs) (laughs) They always say people without kids are the best parents until they have kids. (laughs) But you, I I mean, but you, that was so beautiful. That was really, I really hope that my listeners listen to that because that was just a very powerful, powerful medicine. The second question that I have for you before we kind of shift here is what would you say to a 20 something listening that what's like your best advice for them? Hmm. Just really tuning into that question. My best advice. There's a few pieces I guess I could share, but really like the, the thing that's really most forward is like, like you Like being who you are is your gift. Mm. And I see so many people at this point, like in that kind of 18 to 20 range, like you're just kind of like, okay, what's my purpose? What am I doing? Like, how am I going to like really Sounds like make my life valuable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are our own best teachers that's right right. that's right um of like being you is your purpose one of my favorite um creators he has an amazing podcast his name is Heinz and his podcast is hindsight um or in hindsight Mm -hmm. and one of his main messages is your presence has purpose Hmm. like you were placed here for a reason you, your soul chose to be in this crazy time for a reason. And maybe you don't know what that reason is, but God knows who that reason is for. And it's for you to discover and find. And, and like for anyone that's listening to this right now at this point of like, what, what am I going to be doing is like, you're not going to you're not going to know what the one plan is because there is no one plan. Yeah. It's not a straight line. It's just getting to experience life. I was going to say enjoy life, but life is meant to be more than just enjoyed. It's for you to have those breakdowns, for you to really be at those lows, for you to feel that desperation for you to desire that change and doubt yourself and come back to yourself and trust yourself and forgive yourself. It's all of it. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. And I, I think it's really important to just mention, you said being you is your purpose. And I think I'll just speak for myself. I know as a 20 yeah. something today, I understand that, but I know as a 20 something mm-hmm. that would, that I would have just been like, okay, yeah, like that's a nice, you know, Hallmark yeah. card or something. Kind of fluff, right? <laughs> but the reason why it's so the reason why anybody would have any resistance towards that is because we were taught that our purpose is tied into what we accomplish and what we yeah. do. And so like just being mm. ourselves, you know, Not in our enough. in our mind is like, well, how am I going to pay my bills just by being myself? And how like, and so 
I do want to just kind of throw a little, little sprinkle dust on here yes. and just say that all things can exist. Mm. You as a 20 something year old, as a 40 something year old, we can have that very 3d worry of, well, how are we going to make money? How are we going to be, you know, that's important. Like we can't just yeah. fuff over that. And mm. I think if we tie our worth into what we do and accomplish and our purpose into how much money we make or whatever, that is another form of death. Mm. Just like, just like not caring about how you're going to make money. You're ultimately kind of planning your demise. Similarly, if Mm. you're thinking that if you're on like the, if you're in the patriarchal capitalistic white supremacy conditioning of, well, I have to accomplish, I have to do, and I can't, I can't just be, and then you're also on your way to another sort of demise. And so I just want to say that like both, all things can exist. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm choosing the thought that when I put my being above anything else, that I will always be supported and always be divinely guided. Um, Mm -hmm. and not be, you know, the biggest fear is like, are we going to lose our house? Are we going to be out on the street? Are we going to be homeless? And the answers to those questions are always no. Like for me, it's always no. Like, no, Christy, you're a good person. Like you're doing good work. Might things get a little scary? Do you need to grow into more financial intelligence? Do you need to grow your nervous system to hold more? Sure. And that's not linear. It's, it's what it is. It's a roller coaster sometimes. Um, but I just wanted to talk to that. If, if, if there is a 20 something year old listening and they're like, okay, like, I just want you to know, like you figuring out how to pay your bills is real and it's important, but Mm -hmm. don't do it by trading your soul. That's really good. Cause eventually you will get, you will either get sick. You will either get fired. Something will happen if, if, if that's not your thing. And listen, there's definitely people, I don't think they listen to this podcast, but there's definitely people out there who their purpose is to push papers and to be, you know, enter things into databases. And that's important. Like we need that, you know, we, we need people to, to do the things that keep the life going. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on that. Cause that was so full of wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to stop here and we're going to oh. do a part two, Amazing. Like, right, like right now, yeah. but I just want to have back to back. Yeah. So everybody, um, thank you for today's conversation. We are going to come back with a part two. Um, Ashley, where can people find you? if they want to work yeah. with you or see what you're up to. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at, I actually just started a new Instagram account because I was like, you know what? I am, my old one was very much like a personal one from years past. And I was trying to just like revamp and revamp and revamp. And I'm like, how many times do I need to do this before I give myself permission to just completely start something fucking new mm-hmm. and something that's bigger than just me. So you can find me for this movement really that um, I'm here to create is finding a life that is on your own purpose and in your own Mm. presence. So you can find me at you are life on purpose on Instagram. That is going to be my main hub where I'll be at. And um, yeah, ways to work with me right now. I love being able to drop in with clients. Really just diving into, Ooh, we good. Cut. Am I cutting off? Yeah, you're good now. You're back. I'm back. We're back, baby. 
And um, yeah, so I do healing breakthrough sessions with clients and you can kind of do multiple sessions together, but that's just really an amazing intimate space for us to explore your life and these things that have been coming up for you um, to connect with that authenticity and develop that deep self-love so that you can Hmm. live your purposeful life. So yeah. yeah. All right, guys, I just want to say, so it's at the letter U, the letter R, then life on purpose. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We will see you for part two. Bye.